Morning, everyone. Welcome to this Refresher Thursday. So good to be with you. And on Thursdays, what we do, um, if you're new to this, is we look at Sunday's sermon that was preached, and we kind of look at it from a slightly different angle. And on Sunday, we spoke about this highway of simplicity that Jesus modeled for us when he walked, it out, walked out on this earth. Jesus didn't live a deeply complex life when he lived on earth. Um, God sent him to earth on a specific mission, and Jesus lived out that mission. And as he lived out that mission, right, he was able to spend time with people who had a lot, and he was it didn't change him. He was able to spend time with people who had very little. It didn't change him. He was able to reach out to the tax collectors and call them to salvation. He was able to reach out to the beggar and call him to salvation. Jesus didn't have all these filters. His life wasn't overly complex because it was filtered by the sense of mission. And what we spoke about on Sunday is we said that on, as we go on the sense of mission with Jesus, or this highway of simplicity, there are these off-ramps that try and catch our attention. You know when you be driving a long time on the road and you see these off-ramps and they just look very, very cool. You know, you need to go for a wee and get something to drink and whatever when you've been driving for a long time on the freeway. It's like super attractive to us. And there's these highway, there's these off-ramps along the highway of simplicity as we go through our lives that kind of speak to us a little bit and they try and grab us. And the sad thing about these highways is, and I'm going to list them quickly, is the enemy puts them up as these big billboards. And he, so let me read them too quickly. He says, the first one is, I deserve to be entertained because he's saying to us, God doesn't really care about you. God, God's boring. He's two-dimensional. He's plain, right? Instead of us knowing that God has got us on this incredible adventure already on this highway of truth, I deserve to be affirmed. You know what? God wants you to work hard for him. He's a hard taskmaster rather than he's a good father who wants to speak good words over you. Because if I believe God's a hard taskmaster and right, it's, if I don't do well, he's going to be angry with me all the time, then I'm going to quickly go to other people to find affirmation. I need to get it from him. I deserve to be secure. God doesn't care about your needs. That's what the enemy says. God doesn't care about your security. He doesn't care about the roof over your head or that you've got enough food or that you money to provide for your children or just the practical basics. God doesn't care about that stuff. You need to make it happen yourself. God helps those who help themselves, which isn't even in the Bible. We kind of buy into that. And so we take this off-ramp of, I need to be secure. And so I stop trusting God on this mission that he's got me. And I take the off-ramp and I go and camp out trying to make my life secure. I deserve to be comforted. And the enemy's lie here is he tells us God doesn't, he doesn't really want to comfort you. He's got bigger things to do. You know, he's ruling the whole universe here. You know, there's comets and stuff and there's, you know, lots of maths going on there. He's busy. He doesn't have time to comfort you. But he promises us, God promises us in his word that he'll send us the Holy Spirit who is the comforter, who wants to comfort us. And uh, Hebrews tells us that Jesus, when he was on earth, was attested in every way, just as we were, yet was without, without sin. Jesus was anguished and Jesus was sad at times. And he knew what um, it, when he needed to be comforted. And God sent angels to comfort Jesus. Um, one of the other things, the lies that we believe is I deserve to be enriched. Right. More knowledge, more information. Right. And that, you know, when you become a Christian, you take your brain out and put it on the, you know, next to you. It's just got to live this dumb life by faith. Instead of realizing that God wants us to engage our brains and to be able to have a good answer for people and to be able to grow in knowledge and grow in wisdom and grow in understanding that our lives should become more enriched. And, and God is the one who's working that inside of us. I mean, what is more enriched than him transforming us into the image of his son, Jesus, who is perfect? That's what God's busy doing inside of us. But the enemy kind of paints this little sterile, insecure God picture. And then the last offering we looked at was I deserve to be successful. You know, and God comes to us and he's like, I want to tell you what success is. That everything you accomplish this side of the grave 
everything you accomplish this side of grave, not done in love, will be washed away and will mean nothing. And if we look at our lives, you know, if we live for a hundred years in the light of eternity, like it's a little blip on the radar. God's like, I want you to be successful for eternity. I want you to know me. I want you to know my son, Jesus. And I want to work through you. I want my kingdom to be established through you in different parts of your life. I want people to get to know me through you at different parts, um, in different spheres of your life. And as people get to know me through you, right, what is happening in your life now has eternal consequences. It's not just for the moment. And so I've been thinking about those things, those off-ramps. And here's the challenge for us this week. I think it's it's fine to hear a sermon preached like that. But here's the question. I think it's helpful for us to take stock of our favorite off-ramp. Like, where do I find it hard to trust God? Do I believe? What do I believe about him? And what lie have I believed about the enemy? When is it? When some, Where's the pressure? When it, the pressure's around security, do I off-ramp then? When the pressure's around comfort, maybe when the comfort pressures around being affirmed, success, where is my off-ramp there? And I think what's so helpful in, in these moments, we spoke a little bit about it a few months ago when we did that series on, on meditation. Um, I'd like to ask us this question that when I'm able, when I identify my off-ramp, that I intentionally go to God and I say, God, I need you to help me reconfigure three things. And just quickly, these three things. I need you to reconfigure my thinking. And I do that by spending time in his word. And so if I don't believe that God is for me, I'm struggling to see him as a good father. Go read the book of John. It's all about God the Father, you know, that God will provide for me. Go read the New Testament and just see how time and time again God provided. In the Old Testament, look how God provided. And you can go look and what does the Bible say about this? And it begins to reconfigure my thinking. And the amazing thing is once my thinking has been reconfigured, it filters down and my heart begins to change. In my heart, you know, when I, if I believe something negative about who God is, because the enemy is trying to feed that stuff into our head the whole time, I'm going to, I'm going to withdraw from him. But when my heart, when I know that he loves me, when I know that he's for me, when I know that he's gone ahead of me, I want to be with him. My heart desires him. And so my heart begins to shift, right? Then I don't want to take the off ramp. I'm not sitting there like I desperately want to, but I'm not going to. That's just your thinking changing. But I don't want to have to go on that off ramp anymore, right? I don't want to. My heart has changed. And the last one is my faith begins to change. And that's I don't need to go on this off ramp anymore because God's got my back. And all those things, he will affirm me, entertain, secure me, comfort me, enrich me. And he will give me success as he sees success. I'm on this journey of life as I walk with him. And so the challenge today is let's take this, let's take what we've heard we've heard in this sermon and let's make it really practical. Put it on the ground, identify the offering, and God change my heart, change my mind, and change my faith. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow morning.